Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcasts. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Today, it's just me and you once again. I hope you can handle that. I'm going to be bringing you some more content throughout the week about the draft. I have some guests already lined up talking about the Commander's Draft and some players in particular. So stay tuned throughout the week for that. I'm going to bring you the, I'll be bringing you that over the next month or so, just some different coaches or guests to talk about specific players that Washington has drafted. But today I want to talk about how to, what, what they're going to start looking forward to what else they need to do. So let's talk about what else they need to do. They, the, the, Washington Brass, the front office, the decision makers will start meeting on Monday to go over the roster. What do they have? Who might they cut? Where do they know, need to go add? Now, a couple prominent names that we that I know they'll be discussing will be center Chase Ruye and guard Andrew Norwell. Every time that Rivera, Ron Rivera has talked about the competition at left guard, he mentions two names, Sadiq Charles and Chris Paul. Andrew Norwell is still on the roster and started at left guard last year. So do your own math here. One plus one does equal two. The question is, what, what do they do or when do they make a move there? And, you know, you always go through the draft, I guess, to see what else might happen, who else might be available. Do you still, do you still have a spot where this guy could help you on the roster? I don't see that. So, and I think the other guy with, is with Ruye. Don't see that either because they signed Nick Gates in free agency. They brought him here to be a center. I asked during our press during the press conference uh, with Ron Rivera on Saturday night, I think it was. I asked him if Gates could play could play left guard. He played that in New York, and Rivera just shook his head no. So there's your sign. They signed Gates to be a starter there. They have Tyler Larson as a as an inexpensive backup. <clears throat> Excuse me, and they just drafted. Ricky Stromberg, who is also a center, who can play some guard, but better as a center. So do you need to keep Chase Chase Reed? Well, of course you're not. He makes over his his cap hit is over 12 million. So it just doesn't make sense. It's just a matter of what they're going to decide and or when they're going to decide what 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 the what the obvious move is. There's just there's no room. And if you're Ruye, why would you want to be here if there's no room for you? So I think that's something you have to look at. And I think the same thing for Norwell. I think that you can you can clearly, if you listen to the to the coach at all, you know what your future is here. So that, but some of that stuff will start to be decided on Monday when the team when these guys start to meet again. Then whenever the subsequent moves are made, I don't know. I don't know the timing of that. Sometimes it could take a week or two because again, you still want to see how maybe some of these rookies look when they come in for mini camp or even the maybe the first wave of OTAs OTA practices. But 
I think we all know what's going on here. So I think it's just a matter, you know, just my two cents. It's clearly obvious that it's just a matter of when, not if. Now, what positions would, and I'm going to go, what I'm going to do now is start going over by position, but what positions might they look at? Well, the obvious one is linebacker. They still need a linebacker. They did not sign, they did not draft a linebacker or none who can play off the ball linebacker. So that's still a need because they went into the draft. That was a position that they would like to have found. Now you can't get everything. We heard that last year. I know that. And that's actually true. You can't, no team can address every need in each in, in one off season, but that's what was said last year at this time as well. So you can't go two years and not find another good solution as a backup linebacker or just another guy who can play. And that's the key here. You have to find a guy who can play, not just someone who can come in and be a backup because we've seen that over the last couple of years. You want to get somebody in here who can play when needed and someone who could project to be a starter if needed. And, and so who I don't know who that guy would be. I think the key here is what do other teams do? Because other just like Washington is going to be cutting guys, so will other teams. Remember, that's how this team got Charles Leno a couple of years ago. And he turned out to be a solid starter in his first year. And he had certainly was had a solid start last year and then kind of an up and down finish. Could he be helped by improved left guard? And and of course, I think, I think, yeah, of course. But, you know, my point is they got him a starter after in, in May because the Bears made a move and cut him and Washington brought him in. They draft, they, excuse me, they traded for Eric Flowers a couple of years ago, right before the draft, because, you know, Miami knew that they weren't, that he didn't figure in their plan. So this team picked him up and benefited. So you can make moves in addition around this time, in addition to the draft to bolster your roster, but you've got to do it because you can't go another year and say, well, you just couldn't find a guy, see who gets cut and see what you need to bring in. Now they did sign Cody Barton. He could be an ascending player. I think I'm curious. I am curious to see how he is. He's going to be playing behind a better front here than he did in Seattle and can, how much will that help him? You saw some of his play improve at the end of the year excuse me, just in terms of how maybe how quick or fast he was playing at the end. But we don't, I don't, you know, it's hard to say what kind of impact he's going to make here. So find someone else here to bolster that position along with Jamin Davis. And I do think Jamin Davis's growth here is also another key. He took a step last year. What kind of a step does he take this year? When he was at Kentucky, there was a process. And by the end, he became a really good linebacker. Will he take that same step this year for Washington? Well, they kind of need him to. And, you know, there you go. But but you still need to find another guy. And I know that's on the list. I know it was on the list going in the draft. Again, you can't you they only had seven picks. And after a certain point, you you look at your roster and say, is this guy better than the guy that that you were? Is he will he make the roster? So is he better than a Milo Eifler or you know um, anybody else on the roster beyond the starter? So, but you got to find one because you don't have enough depth there, and 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 you can't you 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 can't say that you couldn't find a guy because it's been a couple off seasons now where you could build more depth and you haven't done that. What does help them is that they only use two linebackers at a time anymore, and that's. That's where getting Quan Martin in the second round really helps them because now you have multiple packages with that Buffalo nickel and a couple of players who can play it in, in Martin and then obviously in Cam Curl. So it gives you some flexibility with the packages you use and it limits how much you're going to use another linebacker, but you still need to find another guy there. And, I, and again, I know they'll, they're going to look for him, 
But, you know, and linebackers become a little bit um, doesn't carry the same value that it used to. And I know like there were a couple of linebackers I know in this draft they really liked. Jack Campbell from Iowa was one of them. But he was always going to be a hard guy for them to get unless they clearly because he went two picks after him. But I think they I think they were surprised at where he went or what point he went. But I don't think he was ever going to get to them where they picked in the second round. So that he wasn't realistic. But the point is they did like him. But for whatever that's worth, because they didn't pick him, they liked the Henley kid, but didn't get him. So need to find another guy, somebody who can help you in whatever skill and, and, and go find him. Now they didn't add a tight end. No surprise there. I told you before that they didn't view tight end the same way that a lot of other people did there. I never thought, let me say this. There was like a couple percent percentage chance that they would have taken a tight end in the first round, given the strength of the draft in the first round, given the holes they want to fill tackle and cornerback always a better value for them. The key question was, would they feel like after the first round, well, if it had broken maybe a certain way, but I know going into the second round, I knew there was a guy that they really, really, really wanted. And it turns out it was Quan Martin. And that, so they weren't going to take one in the second round either. And when you look at their roster after that point, it's like, well, again, could this guy beat out the guys you have? Would he be better for you to develop than the guys in the roster? And the answer Clearly was no, but they also wanted to get more offensive linemen. They got a couple. They wanted to get more defensive ends because all those guys are up for their contracts after this year. So they got a couple of those guys and they wanted another running back. They got one there. So with tight end, the key is going to be how much does Cole Turner, Armani Rogers, and then Curtis Hodges develop? Where is Logan Thomas at now a year removed from that knee surgery? And I think they started to see the Thomas they want, hope to see by the end of the year, especially as a receiver, as a blocker, there was still a little bit of a mental hurdle, I think, for him because of the way he got hurt against the Raiders a couple years ago. It was on a block that he was making. He gets cut. And I think that kind of messes with your head. It would mess with mine. So where does he get back to as a blocker? And I think what you could see with Thomas is, depending on how they feel about him at the end of camp, you could see something, maybe an extension with this contract to lower his cap hit this year and then and keep him around for another year or two and and go from there but it's why they did not feel like they had to get a tight end i had donnie warren former redskins tight end former nfl scout worked here obviously worked with the panthers but i remember talking to him for the podcast last summer and that guy raved again former nfl tight end but raved about the young tight ends they had in the roster this is before training camp so i know that they they feel like they have guys that can develop and again rogers did a nice job as a rookie playing the position for the first time, where does he get to this year? You would expect him to make a jump. Cole Turner was a standout performer in the OTAs and then in, in early in training camp until he hurt his calf. And that really messed him up because it not only, it kind of slows you down and, and you're not quite hundred percent, but it also messes with you with the playbook and what you have, you know, where your comfort level in, 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 in the offense. So where does he get to? He's got to take a step too. And then again, Hodges, I know they really liked him as well. And you still have John Bates. So that's why there was no tight end added in the draft. Again, maybe if the right, you know, they, Sam Laporte, if he had fallen to them and they they still, and he was, and they didn't have someone else to like, yeah, I could have seen that, but that didn't happen. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know the largest ropes course and zipline park in the country is right here in the DMV? Located in the heart of Montgomery County, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring combines climbing and ziplining to create an aerial obstacle course unlike any other. With challenges anywhere from 10 to 75 feet in the air, there is something for all skill levels. Looking for some family time or the perfect date night before football season starts? You can even climb and zip line under the stars. Would you rather keep your feet on the ground? Give axe throwing a try. With their projector systems, you can throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC. So there you have it, folks. Climbing, ziplining, axes, food, and bonfires right in your backyard. The weather is warming up, so it's the perfect time to head outside and join the adventure at www.theadventurepark.com. That's www.theadventurepark.com. And enter promo code KIME23DC. No quarterback. A little bit of a surprise only because that I thought, you know, you might bring in somebody to com- or draft somebody to compete with Jake Fromm in training camp. Can still bring in a guy, can bring in an undrafted guy. Maybe, you know, maybe they're, you know, yeah, yeah, that would be, that would make sense. I would say maybe a, a low cost vet, but I don't know that you necessarily would want that. Um, but I do think you're going to bring, they would bring someone else in to compete for that third job, assuming they keep three quarterbacks. And if nothing else, they can keep Jake Fromm on the practice squad because that's basically where he spent his career. I know I'm not making light of it. It's just that that's how the kind of the level of player is. So you would have a third guy in your system on the practice squad if something happened. Um, so, but, but I'm you know, the only surprise there again, I'm not su- Listen, for all the people nationally, we told you they weren't going to take a quarterback that high. The only guy that would have tempted them would have been Hendon Hooker. And I think going into the weekend, I thought if he was there in the third round, that would be the, be where it would get interesting. Or, or unless you traded a, you quite another late second round pick and it was someone you felt you could play play with a little bit, maybe you do something there. But I always felt third round may have been the sweet spot, but they weren't going to take any of these other guys. That's, you know, it's, it's I, I don't... I guess now people believe us when we say they really like Sam Howell and they think he can play and they just want to surround him with some better talent. Now we'll see if we're there, if they're right. We, I don't know. I mean, we, we've talked about him, him ad infinitum and he could be a solid quarterback for them. Maybe he's not, we'll find out, but I like Jacoby Brissett as a backup. Anyway, that's why there was no guy that in, you know, there was no guy that they said, Hey, you got to get this guy. If he falls, Will Levis was there. doesn't mean he's worth drafting. And I know, you know, not everybody loved the guy. I wasn't surprised that he fell where he fell because I think, you know, I just wasn't wowed by him. So anyway, not a surprise, a mild surprise that they didn't take one late. But again, you start to look at, well, are those guys better than some of the undrafted guys you bring in? Well, we'll see. 
And, you know, I know there were some name guys there. It doesn't mean they're always worth drafting, but there were some guys there that they could have taken, but I would look for them to find maybe one of the undrafteds and see, you know, just, but I would expect another guy in there for Kim. Running back, they got Rodriguez. So you you have now you have five guys with legitimate shots at a roster spot. Obviously, Robinson, Gibson, Rodriguez, Jonathan Williams, and then Jared Patterson. So, you could you do something else there? Maybe, but there's they they do they like Gibson's versatility. It it he can fill, not necessarily a true third. Not I don't want to call him just a third down back because he can do a lot of it, but he can handle that role. And I think they feel like Rodriguez can develop into a guy who can handle that role. And I told you that, by the way, if you want to go listen to my scouting report on the last four guys drafted in the third, in the, on the third day, go listen to the Saturday podcast where I talk about Rodriguez and why they like him. But a part of it is they feel like he can definitely develop into a guy who can handle being a three down back because of his pass pro. And they just feel like route running, they can work with him on and help him improve there. Anyway, and also keep in mind that some of those backs in college, they don't handle that role because they're the primary back for their team. He was a primary back in, in Kentucky, so he didn't have to be that guy. And so it's not unusual that they come in the NFL and can progress and develop in that role. Offensive line, folks, that's where we still have some questions. Who is going to be the left guard? Does anybody know? Raise your hand if you do, because I don't. Now, we know, we already went over the Norwell thing, but we know it's Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul, those are the guys that Rivera always mentions. But could you go do something there? Yeah, sure. I think you you have to look for more help there because what, here's you have a couple options, just like you had going into the draft. You could, if you found, let's say, a right tackle was released somewhere because there were a lot, there are four tackles drafted in the first you know first fifteen picks or what or 16, 15 picks. Somebody could be coming free. Could this team go out and get them? perhaps because then you still have you you it's the same thing they look in the draft if you got a tackle now you can move andrew wiley to left guard and now you're set there with your offensive line and then it's in a good situation you have veterans that you have veteran there and you have sam cosme on the right side you know for the first time but certainly a guy that they feel can play it so i do think that's an area you can look at but they have a lot of linemen now so it'll be interesting to see what they do and how this shakes out. Braden Daniels, I know they feel can be a, a, a can develop into a tackle, and there, you know, he had some games on in his film where it was he looked pretty good. You see the athleticism. You have you have other games where you see it. You look and say he needs a lot of work with his footwork, but can't, how much is coaching going to help that? Well, it should help a lot, and, and it better help a lot because that's it could give them someone who could be a solid tackle down the road. And I say down the road because it's not going to happen right away, but you know, and so could he play guard? Well, I think they really want to try him at, at left tackle or a tackle first. They really like his athleticism out there. That's why they feel he has a shot to develop there. But again, it still means we don't know the left guard situation. Ricky Stromberg, more of a center. Again, Daniels, I just told you. So I think that's a spot that you can watch. How does that unfold? But they have options. You could go get a tackle. You could go get a guard. But listen, they got, you know, it was, it was, um, they need to do a better job finding their guards than they did last year. So they they did not adequately address the line last offseason. And I hope for their sake that they learn the lesson that you, you can't just hunt on some of those spots. Now, it is funny because there are different differences of opinion with guards. I remember Mike Shanahan used to always say, you don't win with guards. But now in their offense, it was different because you could, the way they did it, you're obstructing as much as anything. And that style of offense really kind of negated 
what some guards couldn't do, right? Or it helped, you know, it helped limit some of their flaws or reduce some of their flaws. But in this offense, I do think that one of the things, and I've told you this with Sam Howell, because he's a shorter quarterback, uh, that you want to develop a good wall in front of him. Not you're not going to always get a perfect pocket. That it's never going. I mean, it, you know, you're going to you can have obviously better days with it, but you're not going to always have the perfect pocket. So you know the, that's just not going to happen. But you can build a more consistent one. And the way again, I'll go back to the New Orleans model with Drew Brees because they talk about it, and it started with some of that interior blocking to give Brees better lanes to throw through. And and I think they need to do that with Howell. So. That's why I think that, you know, could that be in play? Sure. And I think we'll find out, find out more about that over the next few days and give you some updates on that as well. Cause I don't know for sure, but I do know that, that it, it would have to be on the list, right? It just, you, you should look at any spot where you can upgrade defensive line, good shape there. It'd be, they think they've got depth. Now they have, they drafted two ends. They got a lot of guys who can play inside. All right. So we don't need to spend a lot of time there. I think you guys get the point. The linebacker already talked about defensive back, Kendall Fuller. What do they do with him? That'll be on the docket for tomorrow as well. Now, do they have to make a move with him? No. Now on the other day, I was told it's a little bit too early to really start going down the road with what does it mean for Kendall Fuller? What we know is he has one year left on his contract. We know that it, they would save eight and a half million by releasing him. We also know that they drafted a corner in Emmanuel Forbes, who's not coming in here to be a third corner. He's coming here to start. They like Benjamin St. Just on the outside as well. And then they also drafted a guy in Quan Martin who has experience playing in the slot in Illinois. Now he's obviously a safety. He's going to be some of that Buffalo nickel. So how much, how many roles are you going to really put on him? It could be, listen, and I don't know this to be true. It's just me thinking out loud here. They could just see like, well, you want to limit how much you're going to ask him to do right away. So maybe you limit him to safety, Buffalo nickel, but again, that's, he can play the slot. So, you know, how much responsibility are you going to give him? But with that Buffalo nickel role, as I told you, Cam Curl obviously plays that, but I think they want to limit the wear and tear on him. So what, what Martin does is gives you some flexibility with your packages because you can use a three, three uh, Buffalo nickel set with him there, Buffalo nickel set with Cam Curl. They can both be on the field at the same time and maybe a team doesn't know what's going on or you can disguise a little bit better. I like I, I like that kind of stuff because it really will be interesting to watch. They started to do a better job last year defensively when I think, especially after William Jackson was cut, when they started being able to disguise better. And I think Martin gives you that ability. Cam Curl gives you that ability. It adds to what a defense can do. I, you go back and, and um, you know, I don't know. It just, I, it's fun to watch when you can do that. And I think this defense will have that ability. And one thing I liked about Martin when you watch him on film is he's a good communicator. Now, how much can you do that right away here? Asking a lot for a young kid, but, it, but it is in his DNA. Anyway, back to Kendall Fuller. So I, sorry about the sidetrack, but what it, the whole point is, that there are some options there and there are some reasons why he wouldn't necessarily, he's certainly not going to be a starter here, but what if they, you know, they could always determine that, you know, may, there's still value to him here with a lesser contract, but there's still value to him because maybe they want to limit some of what Quan Martin has to, to, to learn as a rookie. So you would still want another corner there. Also corners get hurt. So do you really want to give up some of your, if it's quality depth going into the draft, I know they felt like Kendall Fuller had another good year as a starter ahead of him. Again, one year left on his contract, so it makes sense. He's only 28. You don't have to. He's not some old guy. 
and he's a very good, smart zone player. So I would be reluctant to just kind of discard him because I think he still has value to you uh, more than like a Norwell or a Ruye because he's in a different spot and he's not coming off injuries or anything like that. And he is a smart corner. So I think he's a guy that adds value, but I still think there's some decisions to make in that regard because it's just, it's common sense, folks, and it's logic. They need, they need to free up money. I think I told you they have approximately $3 million in cap space. They're going to need a couple million more to sign their, their rookies. And then you're going to want you're going to want at least $5 million or so probably going into the season for emergency situations. You always need to go out and sign guys, and this is how you put yourself in a better spot. So, so I'll be curious to see what, what happens there. And, you know, I think it's when you look at the safety and corner position, the defensive backs position, they sometimes keep 10 or 11 guys. And you start doing the math and there's, you know, depending on what they think of the wild gooses and all that, I mean, Fuller is obviously better than them, but it's, it's like, what's the value? What about special teams and all that? But you have, you have, you can look at it right now, St. Jude's, Forbes, Quan Martin, Cam Curl, Percy Butler, Derek Forrest, Jeremy Reeves, Cam Danzler, Christian Holmes. There's still room for Fuller if they want to keep him. And then if he's okay with a different role than what he's had, because, you're not again. You're not bringing Forbes in to to be a third corner, and St. Juice is going to be. They like him outside. It's just a matter of what do they do in those. If they're going to three corners, are you automatically putting Quan Martin in the slot, or are you going to keep him as a safety, um, and maybe in a three safety set? But even you know, there's. I think the point is, we have to wait and see, and that's some of the stuff they're going to be meeting and talking about on Monday. Anyway, folks. I just wanted to give you a quick rundown on the roster. There's nothing new. Obviously, they're not bringing in a punter. No loaned along snappers. But I do think at some point they should bring in a kicker as well and and have some real competition there. Um, you know, I just I think they should. But with, when, sometimes when you have ninety guys, you're limited to ninety guys. Some teams are reluctant to do that, but I think they should. So anyway, that's just my two cents, and we'll see if they do. Anyway, folks, that's it. That's all I have. I'll be back with another episode Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. I have a guest for you. Going to be talking manual forms. So stay tuned for that and. Talk to you next time.